Blog Talk Radio. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go fly. Guidance, Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go light. Come. We're going light. GNC, we're going. Tell me, go. Control. Go. 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 FAO, we are going. Network, go. Covering. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome everyone to another episode of The Roman Show. I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, alongside my co-host, George Alonzo, the dashing one. This is for the week. Of July the 11th, George. A lot to talk about, man. How you feeling? Uh, a little bit under the weather today, but that, uh, I should be fine. Good. All right. You know, one thing that can help you out, and that's AthlonRub.com. You can rub that thing all over your body, and it's going to help you cure any pain that you have. It's going to alleviate it. That's Athlon Rub. They were actually sponsoring some of the tournaments, the Muay Thai tournament at International Fight Week this past weekend in Las Vegas. So check them out, AthlonRub.com. It's that Muay Thai oil all over your body. It's the type of stuff the fighters use to get them ready for battle. That's AthlonRub.com. Well, George, switching gears, let's get straight to it. But before that, just want to make a couple of announcements here. We have plenty of content on our website. That's the RomanShow.com. You want to check out there some interviews with Kane Velasquez, who just recently fought at the UFC 200. Also visit our Facebook fans page. You got a ton of pictures from the Vans Warped Tour, from the Sublime with Rome concert, and of course from UFC 200 and International Fight Week. Head on over to our fight page at facebook.com forward slash Roman Show Media. Also, we got some great video content on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash rroman0201. That's right there in our YouTube account. Hit the subscribe button. That's youtube.com forward slash rroman0201. And we also have pending interviews to be loaded soon with Real Big Fish and Bad Seed Rising. Head on over to our YouTube channel, The Roman Show's official YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash rroman0201. Follow us on Twitter. That's slash forward slash The Roman Show or that The Roman Show at The Roman Show. George, with that said, we got that out of the way. Let's head on over to MMA Showdown, where do we have to talk a lot? Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Well, George, UFC 200, a historic monumental event, took place this weekend. I was lucky enough to be out there to cover the event. We have a new champion and that's, we're talking about Amanda Nunes. Remember I called it last week. She defeated Misha Tate by knockout, making the champion or former champion look 
Well, not like the person that was holding a title. Amanda Nunes becomes now the new bantamweight champion. And, well, the talk is, who is she going to get next? Could it be a holy arm? Could it be Ronda Rousey? You know, Dana White had said that Ronda Rousey, when, does, when she does do return, which as of right now, we don't know when, she will take on the champion, which at this time is Amanda Nunes. But, George, this bantamweight division for the women... It just keeps the, it just, you know, the title keeps changing hands, which makes it pretty exciting for the fight fans. Yeah, because you're looking at a division that's filled with great fighters, from the Holy Homs to the to the, uh, to the Nunes, to Misha Tate, to Ronda Rousey. you got fighters who could actually beat you, no matter how good you are. You know, hence Holy Home versus Ronda Rousey, and then Holy Home versus Misha Tate. You have... Great fighters all around the entire division. Okay, not taking away from any other division. Not saying that the other divisions suck because I'm not trying to say that. I'm just we're just on the topic at hand, saying that this bantamweight division is just filled with five-star classic athletes. You know, and, and I cannot wait to see whose Nunez's opponent is going to be next because I'm pretty sure it'll be a great one. No doubt about that. You know. It could be possibly Ronda Rousey if she's available, or Juliana Pena, who also fought at UFC 200. But boy, a lot of great fights happened on that fight card. It started off with knockouts, and then towards the end in the main card, well, it had its moments. One of them being Cain Velasquez, who took on Travis Brown. I was really impressed with Cain Velasquez. He made it look so smooth inside the cage. He had not fought actually in one year and had been battling some injuries. But the guy threw a spinning wheel kick, which is unheard of, almost unheard of in a heavyweight division. But he just demolished Travis Brown, and Travis Brown is no walk in the park. This obviously sets Keynes Velasquez for a title shot. There's no doubt about it. Then you had Daniel Cormier. Well, actually, then you had Frankie Edgar versus Jose Aldo. That fight was what was expected. It was a, a battle, a very strategic battle that Jose Aldo ended up winning and now setting up the fight that people really want to see, especially Aldo, that is Conor McGregor versus Jose Aldo to unify the title. Now we will know if that 13-second knockout was a fluke, George. Yeah, but now this is the time where it's put up or shut up. You know, but so far, again, uh, like we've said in past episodes when we talked about uh, Conor McGregor, you know, there's only one time he's been shut up, you know, when when it comes to his talking shit and that was his uh the Nate Diaz uh, fight so let's see let's see if Aldo can do the same because technically when it comes to the uh Jose Aldo Conor McGregor has all the right to show off about the 13 uh, 13 second knockout he has all the right to say that he's better so let's see now it's time to put up or shut up now it's time to see who the better man is absolutely now it's time for Jose Aldo to get revenge and let everyone forget about the 13-second knockout. And he has the opportunity when he faces Conor McGregor at a future date. Well, I also want to talk about Daniel Cormier versus Anderson Silva. We all know what happened. Late-breaking news last week when we found out that John Jones will no longer be part of the UFC 200 after, well, not passing a drug test. And what, you know, I don't like to call out people, but what a dumbass John Jones is. Not only has he screwed up in the past, but now he screws up days before the pay-per-view. Something stupid. 
you know, that this, it would have made this pay-per-view just a slightly bit better if this moron would have not messed up and taking drugs or steroids or whatever he was on, because right now we don't know what he was on. There is a potential violation. But needless to say, John Jones is facing a possible two-year suspension. Great, because if the guy is not going to live up to the rules, he's not going to live by the standards, then this guy needs to be taught a lesson. So he won't return to MMA maybe when he's about 30 or 31. So there's a two-year loss for him, and that's two-year loss of money that he will have because Daniel Cormier was ready to go, ready to unify the titles, and just the last minute, John Jones does not meet the qualifications because he failed the drug test. Needless to say, Anderson Silva, the veteran, the legend, comes in, steps in as the gem to save the day as a superhero. He took on Daniel Cormier, but one thing I got to tell you, George, I was not impressed with Daniel Cormier, the way he fought Anderson Silva. I understand that Daniel Cormier is a wrestler. I get it. But at, at least try to stand up a little more. I know that Anderson Silva is a badass in the stand-up game, but give what the people want. And Daniel Cormier really looked kind of tired in there. And I know it was an emotional roller coaster for him after John Jones wasn't able to make it. But come on, Daniel. Come on, DC. You could have known a little better than that. Mr. Roman, though, you have to understand, it's not about what the fans want. It's about what's best for the fight. Okay, yes, I know the fans want to see strikes to the face, strikes to all, all this. You know, they want to be entertained. But at the end of the day, it's it, it's martial arts. It's mixed martial arts. You have to do what's best to win. And you cannot go in to a fight against an Anderson Silva with a stand-up game. You are going to lose. Anderson Silva is one of the best fighters in the world, not just in the UFC, in the world. Okay, this was a man that held a undefeated streak for a very, very long time. So you have to understand DC's, you know, resistance. You know, you have to understand the fact that, you know, he went the other route as a wrestler. Because, again, you cannot go in there, uh, you know, blazing glory with fist against one of the best fighters in the world. So I have to say, great job, Daniel Cormier. Uh, now, you know, on to the next challenge. Yeah, so, uh, listen, to me, I agree with Dennis, uh, Donald Sorotti, you had a conversation with CM Punk, and we're well-dressed now. I think he fought like a punk. He should have fought a lot better, and, you know, fought the way that he ap- apparently fights. And I'll do respect to DC, but come on, try to stand up and stand and bang when Anderson Silva. Give, give your, challenge yourself. See how good you are, or have you come in the stand-up game, and just test him out a little more. I know he did, but when... He felt that he was being pressured. He went straight down to the floor. Either way, uh, again, we spoke about Misha Date, and we obviously spoke about Brock Lesnar. Well, we will be speaking about Brock Lesnar and Mark Hunt uh, in the reality check portion. But the big news, the biggest news after all, George, is right after UFC 200, which, mind you, Dana White did not attend any media scrum or meet with the media uh, right after UFC 200. In fact, he wasn't even at a whole bunch of press conferences, to be honest. And everyone was questioning it. Well, it turned out that Sunday night, late uh, evening, late uh, around 9 p.m. Pacific time, uh, the word got out that officially the UFC had been purchased. And, of course, there had been a rumor for some time now, but now it's official. And the William Morris Endeavor and International Management Group, uh, they are the new owners of the UFC. 
So Lorenzo Fertitta will no longer be involved with the company. Uh, now the Fertitta brothers have left. Dana White, however, does step in or will remain with the company as president. And in fact, he went on Las Vegas uh, news station and said that uh, I'm stepping forward. I'm not stepping back. With Lorenzo leaving, it's a lot more work for me. Lorenzo and I used to divide and conquer. With him gone, I'm going to have to pick a lot of the stuff he used to do. The biggest deal in the history of sports and the most valuable sports franchise on earth. They are handling it over to a company that we all believe will take things to the next level. As far as the point and the brand and the athletes, it's going to be big. It's going to be big for everybody. And that's right, George, because this company, which was purchased by the Fertitta Brothers for $2 billion way back when in the early 2000s, was purchased by this company for a whopping $4.2 billion making it a very, very uh, profitable investment for the Fertitas brother, brothers. So a lot of people are thinking, you know, this is the end. Oh, my God. Look, I don't think this company, which, by the way, has had their way or have their hands in MMA, they have represented athletes like Ronda Rousey, are going to ruin the sport. In fact, I think that because they are in the entertainment business, they're going to make it slightly better. I think they're going to improve it. And... They were the ones that helped the UFC get the deal with Fox in the first place. So don't worry, guys. Things are not going to go down. They know what the company have. Plus, if they want to make this company horrible, do you think that they'll be willing to spend $4.2 billion? I don't think so. I think they want money, too, just like the Fertitas did. They're going to invest, and they're going to make it better, George. Well, you know, in my in my uh, case, in my opinion, with this whole you know new purchase, I have to say one thing. Stay tuned, because you never know what might happen, okay? With now new owners, new new leadership, per se, you never know what might happen. We might even see some old faces we never thought to be back in the UFC octagon, maybe back again. You never know. Like, we were all surprised at UFC 200 when they debuted a brand new canvas, mm -hmm. okay? So you never know what might happen. Okay, so for a lot of people, a lot of fans, and I know a lot of MMA fans listening to the Roman show right now, now when the sound of my idea, are saying, oh my God, I hope they bring back so-and-so. I hope they bring back so-and-so. But you know what? There is one name and one name alone that I hope to see with this new change coming up, and that is George St. Pierre. I hope so, too. A lot of people are, are wondering and hoping that he returns, but as of right now, we don't know. There were rumors, there was speculation that he was going to make his way into UFC 200, but of course that did not happen. Uh, but many people are waiting if this thing is going to happen. He is training, of course, but it's just a matter of time. And you got to remember, George, GSC is not getting any younger either. So if he wants to make his return to the octagon, he better make it quick because he might be losing steam. Uh, things change as you get older, George, especially with your body. Needless to say... Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a good thing. Uh, of course, we're not going to see the rapid change so quickly. It's going to take some time till we see some of the, the, the new bosses uh, change things around with the company. But uh, I, I think that the MMA world, the MMA fans, uh, have nothing to worry about. And if you don't like it, heck, there's always Bellator and the other ones. But of course, UFC is the top. They lay the foundation. And this is a company, George, that while we were in the recession... And people did not want to spend any money. They were making money. People were into it. They brought in guys like Brock Lesnar. All right, they gave him a chance. 
and that right there catapulted this company onto a whole new level and uh, it made the sport what it is today. Now it's legalized all over the United States. It's global. I mean, what more can you ask for? They have the UFC Fight Pass where you can check not only UFC pa- uh, fights from the past, present, current. Uh, you could see other organizations from across the world and they are on Fox. I mean, they, they pretty much have a fight almost every week. So the UFC knows what they're doing. This new company is not stupid. They're going to be very smart. I think they're just going to take a little, little, the sticks they're going to raise up a little bit higher. Maybe there might be better pay for the fighters. More excitement perhaps to the actual event itself. I don't know. They might have pyros or something. But don't worry, Fight Fans. We're going to have the UFC. We're going to have the elite mixed martial artists in that company. And I think it's a win-win situation. You know, I think that if they're willing to spend $4.2 billion, which is the net worth of Star Wars, I think that they're going to be all right. And the UFC fans have nothing to worry about, George. No, I agree. And uh, speaking about Star Wars, they just finished filming uh, Star Wars Episode Eight, so stay tuned on that one, guys. There you go. Uh, you know, over there at the International Fight Week, they had several events, including a podcast recording with Donald Cerrone and CM Punk. Of course, CM Punk, a former pro wrestler who has now turned to MMA. And I got to tell you, I got an opportunity to speak to him, George. And speaking to the guy, I got a very positive outlook for his upcoming debut. I have to say that he's looking forward to this fight against Mickey Gall. He's 2-0. CM Punk is 0-0. But the guy gets a lot of hate. And I don't understand why. The guy is just trying to do something, you know, trying to do something that he wants to follow. He has passion for. So why hate on the guy? And there was one specific guy who stood up and asked him, Hey, how much are you getting paid for sitting in the bench since you're not doing anything? But in the UFC, it doesn't work that way. From what I understand, they get paid after you, you know, just showing up for the fight. And if you win or lose, that's how the pay works. You get $8,000 to show up, and you might get 10 if you win, or you might get 8 if you lose. That's just how it works. So there are a bunch of haters out there that are hating on CM Punk. I'm going to defend CM Punk. Sure, he might not be the best, but don't hate on the guy if he got the chance. He just... Knocked on the right door to get the opportunity. The reason people are hating on him, Mr. Roman, was because of his hypocrisy of everything. Like, here he is whining and crying about his injuries in the WWE, and then he's planning to go into one of the most dangerous sports in the world and not expect the same? So well, he, he addressed it, though, George. He said, look, I was traveling everywhere. I was getting my butt kicked every single day, pretty much, every single day of the week. Now... I just wake up, I go train, and I come back home. I don't have to get in a plane, I don't have to train. I train, because he does train, but he can moderate the way he trains. He doesn't have to do any crazy things. When you're in the E, George, and you have WrestleMania, you're putting your body on the line to do the craziest stuff to give it all you got, because it's WrestleMania. And then, you got to go the next day on Monday Night Raw and perform again. So your body goes through hell. Don Fry, who was nom- who was um, inducted in the Hall of Fame in the UFC this past weekend, also said the same thing. Was, Look, I used to be a fighter. I was an MMA fighter, of course. I won some championships here in the UFC. And then I said I wanted to take a break on my, on my, on my body. So I tried out professional wrestling. And he said, boy, I was wrong. So I, I don't understand what the hate is all about CM Punk. Support the guy. If he sucks, fine. But I mean, what could possibly go wrong? He gets knocked out. Well, again, Mr. Roman, the, the reason why they're hating on him was, well, mainly a lot of MMA fans, is due to those words of what he said. 
Okay, a lot, remember, when Brock Lesnar first came into the world of MMA, they didn't like him either. So it, it's it's kind of like these MMA fans, the, the diehard MMA fans is the ones I'm talking about, uh, as, as the real man's sport, as they look at pro wrestling as the kind of like that, oh my God, look at that fake stuff. You know, again, I'm not supporting the fake because I know it's not. But basically, that's what those diehard MMA fans are thinking. And then you got a guy like CM Punk saying, oh, I used to get injured and blah, blah, blah. And then, then he signs a UFC deal. You know, and on top of that, he didn't even go through any of the minor leagues of the MMA world to get to where he is. Where he is. I, I like, get that. I see the hate. But, I mean, he, he got a lucky break. I mean, give the guy a chance. And plus, look, just like they did with Brock Lesnar who had just two fights prior to getting into the UFC. That's all he had. We didn't know what the heck to expect from Brock Lesnar. They gave him a chance. And look what he turned out to be. So look, people like Brock Lesnar, people like a CM Punk, they bring in that other crowd that perhaps might not know about MMA or have heard about it but haven't really taken a really good stab at it and enjoying it for what it's worth. So bringing a guy like CM Punk, this is a new fresh face that probably hasn't seen the sport making that audience be bigger than what it is. But you said it yourself just now. Brock Lesnar had two fights before entering the UFC. How many has Punk had? I agree. I agree. But you can hate in the guy if you got the opportunity. He got it. Hey, let him see what happens. If he sucks, he gets knocked out. Hey, it is what it is. But give the chance and give the guy an opportunity. He he just got lucky. I mean, how many people at, at, at work all of a sudden become bosses and they were probably there a year compared to another guy that has been here 20 years? Think about it. Life is not fair, but don't hate on the guy. He got lucky. I just hope it doesn't end up being like a uh, David Arquette WCW story for a CM Punk USC story. I doubt it. But listen, we're going to welcome in right now the FIP World Heavyweight Champ, Fred Yehi on the program, who takes battle this weekend at Evolve. Check him out. Marlins fans. You don't have to wait for the 2017 All-Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All-Star Fever. Awesome. This year. Every Saturday is an All-Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway of your favorite Marlins All-Stars in franchise history. Charles Johnson. Jeff Conine. Mike Lowell. Al Leiter. Dontrell Willis. And many more. I do love those guys. Go to Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All-Star Saturday. Bobbleheads will be available while supplies last. All right, welcome back, everyone, to the Roman Show. On the line, we have none other than the FIP World Heavyweight title holder. He will be in action this weekend in New York uh, with a, an opponent to be named. But, Fred, before we talk about this weekend's great event happening in Queens, New York, July 16th, and if you can't be there, no worries. You can catch it at the WWNLive.com. You can watch the live stream there on HD. Fred, you did something wild. You defended your title three times this past weekend. That's crazy. Yes, yeah, yeah, it, it was pretty insane. Very busy schedule. Uh, Infinity FIP title uh, against uh, Mark Tarver's replacement. That was Aaron Solo, who had a very tough contest earlier that night against Gary J. Uh, so I was successful in that one. Then, you know, it was just kind of a, an impromptu thing. Uh, happened to be down, and you know, they were, hey, you know, hey, look, you just come over to ACW, and coming over to ACW led to, hey, look, uh, you know, you have a challenger, hey up for it? I'm like, sure. You know, so <laughs> I run back, get 
my gear, defend there against a uh, up-and-comer, uh, Nero, uh, face him. And then, you know, right after that, I was flying up to New York, you know, in a triple threat battle with uh, Jonathan Gresham and Black Baron. So it was a, a real uh, <laughs> challenging weekend. But I uh, able, unfortunately, to, you know, still escape with still the FIP heavyweight championship, you know, uh, draped around my shoulder. So <laughs> I'm here. Man, that's a that's a wild week and the good and you notice that you said that that you gave an up and comer an opportunity at the title or at least at you since you've had some experiences here and and that's pretty noble of you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, so let's talk about this weekend. Of course, we don't know who the opponent is going to be in, and that that card right there is already looking up, shaping up to be awesome because you got Roderick Strong and uh, versus Matt uh, Riddle, but you're in the mix there uh, with a uh, an opponent to be named. Uh, I don't know if right now if we know who you're going to be facing yet, but can you give us some details on what fans can expect from you this this next weekend, this coming weekend? Well, I mean, like, you know, when anytime you don't know anything, you know, you're subject to all kinds of surprises. So uh, I don't know who the opponents are. I know it's a six-man tag, you know, myself, Drew Gulak, and, and Hot Sauce Tracy Williams against, you know, three opponents. So, you know... You know, I mean, there's no telling who you know who, who these three opponents could be. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just as much in the dark as you know as you know you guys are. Um, and I just saw today that I'm in like a four man fray with uh, Darby Allen, uh, fellow catch point stablemate Tracy Hot Sauce Williams and Tony Neese. So like that's going to be a you know pretty bit of a, a barn a barn burner itself. So uh, so yeah, I mean you know. It's been a very, very busy month, and it's going to be a very exciting weekend, you know, come Saturday and Sunday. So, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, that that just makes it exciting, because not knowing who you're going to wrestle, it just makes you challenge yourself as a professional wrestler. Yes. Because you, you you got to be prepared for whatever it is. Now, one interesting thing about this, this, this uh, card you got coming up on, on July 16 is that you got the whole Cruiserweight Classic Spotlight match with Johnny Gargano and Cedric Alexander. And then Zach uh, Sabre Jr. and T.J. Perkins. Now, for you guys like yourself and the other guys on the on, on the card itself, I mean that's got to be a pretty exciting. Now that Evolve has aligned itself with the WWE, featuring some of these top cruiserweights and some of these top talents like yourself that soon can be on the NXT or heck the main the main roster soon. Yes, yes, yes. It, 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 it's very, very exciting. Um, you know, these are all guys who I really, uh, I really admire their work. I admire their uh, professionalism. Um, I mean, it's freaking awesome. Like uh, the fact that um, I was able to, you know, grace the square circle with, you know, with T.J. Perkins. And um, I mean, anytime you know if you're able to share a locker room with guys like Zach Saber and you know Cedric Alexander, and I mean, it, it's uh, I feel really, really grateful to like be able to be on the same roster as these guys. But I'm very excited for their opportunities within the WWE and with the Cruiserweight Classic, and, you know, there's no telling what may come of it, you know, no telling what may happen, so, you know, I'm I'm, I'm really, really uh, eager to see it play out myself, so I'm really eager. And you've been part of the WWE Live um, family for some time now, you've been with the promotion for some time, uh, I mean, th- this is all exciting, I mean, we, this, this whole thing just started last year, and it just keeps getting better and better, and, and pushing you guys even more. And describe to me a little bit about the, the locker room. Has it changed now? Is it, is it more challenging? Is it more like 
uh, just an indie show. Hey, you know, let's do what we got to do. Is it, is it more more that excitement between yourselves and, and, and when you, you know, when you guys are going to talk and prepare for your matches? I mean, it's, it's definitely, I mean, for me, I can speak for myself. Um, it's definitely very exciting. Um, you know, I come from out of, you know, I'm coming from out of Georgia. Um, the Georgia wrestling scene is not nearly as big as, like, you know, your northern feds for the most part. Um, so, like, and it's a, you know, the, the fan base is totally different as far as the indie fan base. Um, there aren't really too many, like, diehard indie wrestling fans in Georgia. But when you get up north, like, I mean, they really follow everyone. You know, they really uh, look into it. They really dig deep. You know, here it's more like a family show. Up there it's, like, hardcore, you know, wrestling fans who watch wrestling, want to see wrestling, want to see a wrestling show. You know, um, so, it, you know, it, it's a big it's a big leap, you know, coming from here and going to evolve. It's a, it's a gigantic leap. Um, and not just from the fans, but even like from the level of uh, professionalism, you know, um, evolve. They're not going to let just anyone just, you know, walk. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's a whole different ball game. You know, it's basically graduating high school and going off to college. So that's how it's been for me. But it's really exciting. It's really, really challenging. And um very, very grateful to be a part of it. And, you know, the cool thing about it is, you know, once you face guys who are better than you and you, you're around that environment, or, you, or, or rather you're in that environment, you have no choice but to get, get better and, and grow as well. So it's been a real thrill so far. Yeah, and, you know, I noticed, and I, I, I myself, for some time, I tried the whole professional wrestling business. And I remember some of the guys in the locker room some of them will, heck, they'll even drink beer before the match. Or, you know, the one thing in mind is, you know, what are we going to drink after the match? But now with, with the whole indie scene getting more hype behind, you know, WWE really keeping a watchful eye, it seems like every professional wrestler is now taking care of themselves. I mean, we all know what the sport is, how it is, but you guys are taking yourselves more uh, seriously when it comes to your body, taking care of yourselves, and, and really shaping up uh, to be who you are, the great actress that you are. Yeah, yeah, like, 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 like with that. Um, I don't really think that's anything new. Um, you know, the guys who, who take their craft seriously, they're already going to do that. You know, um, and you know, really, I mean, if, if any, if any worker, uh, you know, if they have aspirations to really become something, they're going to take care of themselves naturally. So I don't really think it's like a new fad or anything or a, or a trend to like you know just keep yourself in better shape, but. Uh, you know, definitely the opportunities and stuff is something to, like, prepare for and kind of keep watch for because, like, it, it's a very exciting time to be a wrestling fan. It's a very exciting time to be a, uh, to actually be a wrestler who wants to do something because, like, there are opportunities, like, coming, like, left and right. And people are, everyone is watching. You know, we have Twitter. We have all kind of social media now. Um, everyone's putting stuff on YouTube. And you just never know who's watching. So, um yeah, yeah. You gotta but, um, be extra careful. I mean, I just, for now, I don't know if you're done, but there was one guy who used a dog as a as a weapon. So it's like yeah. everybody knows what the heck is going on in these indie shows. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's a pretty wild ball game right now. <laughs> <wild> ball game. <laughs> well, Fred, so what do we have? What do we expect to you defending the title once again? I know you just had this back to back to back title defense, and you're going to be part of this whole six man tag match, but. What do we see in the in the in the limelight coming up for you as far as defending your title? The FIP World Heavyweight uh, Title. Um, let's see. Um, well, there's a booking I had here in Royston, Georgia. I rarely wrestle in Georgia now, um, but that was actually canceled. So um, you never know. I mean, it, 
things are always subject to happen. Like things have been coming kind of left and right. So uh, I could have a time defense, you know, uh, next weekend. You know, I mean, I mean who knows? Um, I know I definitely have some things lined up in August, but those dates have not yet been 100% confirmed. So I don't really want to put it out there. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. So um, July's been really busy so far. Um, I may have something later this month. You know, we'll see. But uh, I don't have any dates that are like 100% confirmed just yet. Wonderful. Friend. I, want to, I want to thank you so much for joining us here uh, on the Roman Show. And I want to wish you good luck there in that six-man tag match. Uh, coming up on July 17th, or 16th, sorry, too. You'll be part of the, both of the events in um, New York. And if you can't, again, if you're not in New York, you can catch it live on www.live.com and watch out more for Fred Yehi, the uh, FIP World Heavyweight Champion. Thanks so very much for your time, Fred. Anything else you want to add? Uh, that's pretty much it. Follow me on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Fred Yehi, at Fred Yehi. Uh, definitely check out Evolve, uh, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, yeah, we're all 63 and 64, I want to 60, say. Yeah, 64, 65, yep. 64, 65, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> too too <laughs> many dates, too many shows. It's a lot, it's a lot of shows, a lot of shows. Yeah, so I like to plug in WN Network. Yeah, check us out. Check us out. FIT, Tier 1, uh, Evolve. Check out WN4 Wrestling School. That's where I train. They air weekly episodes every week. Uh, check out BACW Wrestling. We that's, that, that's my thing. You know, we air episodes every week. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. I'm going to plug that stuff in. Thank you, guys, for having me. Thank you, Fred. Thanks so very much. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Marlins fans, you don't have to wait for the 2017 All-Star Game at Marlins Park to catch All-Star Fever. Awesome. This year. Every Saturday is an All-Star Saturday. I like it. Every Saturday home game will feature a bobblehead giveaway of your favorite Marlins All-Stars in franchise history. Charles Johnson. Jeff Conine. Mike Lowell. Al Leiter. Dontrell Willis. And many more. I do love those guys. Go to Marlins.com today and secure your tickets for All-Star Saturday. Bobbleheads will be available while supplies last. And now, it's time to give you a reality check. Alright everyone, returning back here to the Roman Show. Hope you enjoyed that Fred Yehi uh, interview and also you heard our Marlins promo there. Shout out to Giancarlo. Over 60 home runs in the Home Run Derby. A record. 60 over 60 homers. This guy was throwing balls over the fence like it was no tomorrow. Giancarlo Stanton is just a simple badass. They were calling him an avatar, a superhero. I mean, not only does he look like one, but man, he was swinging for the fences, making it look very easy. Congratulations to the Marlins, Giancarlo Stanton, for breaking that record at the Home Run Derby and for, of course, winning the competition. Pro Wrestling, George, we're going to talk about the subject here on the program, but let's first start off talking about Brock Lesnar's win against Mark Hunt. Um... And it's because it goes either way, right? Pro wrestling or, or MMA. But right now, we don't know if Brock Lesnar will continue on with MMA. But like he said, Brock does what Brock wants. Uh, so it's just a matter of time to see if he will return to the octagon. But one thing I can tell you, George, is that you can tell from that fight against Mark Hunt that Brock Lesnar was having fun inside the octagon. Yeah, that, and that's something you don't see, including that new positive side of... Uh of Brock Lesnar, you just don't see that. Like uh, a lot of people were surprised, you know, to hear such a end speech from him. They were expecting 
for him to say something like, oh, I'm going to go bang my wife like he did in, you know, when he won the championship and, and all that stuff. But he shocked a lot of people. And, and to me, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Brock back in the octagon because yeah, I, I feel like he's now fulfilling what he wasn't able to do back back then. You know, back then he almost lost his life. He was fighting a lot of health issues. You know, let's just put it this way. The beast was chained up. Yeah. He was under lock and key. Now the key unlocked is unlocked, and on top of that, the chains are not there. So now we see a better Brock, and Mark Hunt was the first one to feel it. And I feel like Mark Hunt is already asking for a rematch because I saw it floating around social media. So I would love to see a rematch between Hunt and Lesnar. I don't know about a about a rematch. I'm sure they'll give him someone else. But, um, you know, one thing about it is that Mark Hunt said that he gave full credit to Brock Lesnar, called him Big Brock, and he said, hey, you know, he did a fighter and he got outscored, and, and that's pretty much it. So, listen, and which was funny, I actually personally asked this to, to CM Punk. When Daniel Cormier was fighting, uh, people were booing him for taking down Anderson Silva. When Brock Lesnar was taking down Mark Hunt, they were all cheering. And I asked Mark, uh, CM Punk, hey, CM Punk, do you blame that booing or that lack of knowledge in MMA? Do, do you blame it on the wrestling marks? Because there were a ton of wrestling marks inside the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. I can tell you that, George. Wearing the Brock Lesnar WWE shirts from the suplex cities and so forth. So the reason, and I'm going to tell you right now, the people who were booing Daniel Cormier are the people that were cheering for Brock Lesnar and taking down Mark Hunt to the ground. Just an FYI. It was not your typical MMA fan. The guy that is out there kicking his tail and, the, and rolling around in the jiu-jitsu uh, mat. So just wanted to point that out. But Mark, but uh, in regards to Brock, I think he'll come back again. And, you know, it's pretty sad, but, you know, give him one fight or two. And he might as well get a heavyweight title shot too while you're at it. You got to remember that well, the, the, that heavyweight division is not as packed as it is. But I will tell you this, George: if he does go up against King Velasquez, I don't see it uh, go all too well for Brock Lesnar. Well, all I gotta say is that if, like how you were just saying a second ago, for a world championship, can Brock make history as the first ever contracted WWE wrestler to hold a UFC title? That would be history in itself. And Daniel Cormier was plugging in. Listen, I would make that guy WWE champion too. Why not? So you imagine a champion in the WWE and a champion in the UFC. Just throwing that out there. I know Bobby Lashley uh, did that at one point, a Bellator uh, champ. And then, yeah, but uh, with TNA, but no offense to TNA, do you really acknowledge TNA? It's not the same. But that would be great. If Brock Lesnar were to do that, I mean... He will truly be the beast incarnated, Brock Lesnar. All right, switching gears, George. Monday Night Raw uh, had been suffering with some of the ratings there. And uh, I this happens during the summer until SummerSlam comes along. But regardless to say, uh, now we have Vince McMahon and uh, Stephanie McMahon and Shane McMahon, George. And now it's been announced that uh, Shane's going to be the COO for SmackDown and Stephanie the COO for Raw. 
Yep, and as a matter of fact, uh, now as both of them are announced as the COOs or the commissioners or or however you call it, now they have to assign a GM. I want to see how this is going to go because back then it used to be only one leader per each brand. Now it's two. So it, it seems to me like this is not just a draft, but this is a draft for two different companies, even though they're flying under the same banner, the WWE, but they're treating it as it's two different companies because you got a commissioner and then you got a general manager for each or COO, however you want to call it, for each brand. So this is actually very, very interesting, and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I know, and the rumors have been that uh, Daniel Bryan uh, would be the general manager for SmackDown, which would be pretty good. I think uh, he'd be a good fit for it, don't you think? Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. But, you know, that kind of gives away that. Uh, it's already a, a bar. To me, it's a giveaway of who Stephanie McMahon's GM is going to be. But uh, my hat is at Triple H. So, but the question would be, like, where is this heading? Because you, you and I both know, Mr. Roman, this is going to end in a huge, you know, case of, hey, my brand is better than yours. Yeah. No, my brand is better than yours. I want to lead both, and it's going to lead into one collision course, and I think it's going to be a Survivor Series. Yeah, I agree. I I, I, totally agree. I, I think that uh, it's going to be perhaps a shame versus Triple H at uh, Survivor Series because it's too soon for SummerSlam. But, yeah, Survivor Series, you're right. Yeah, so, I, I, well, not just, you know, Shane versus Triple H, which has been rumored for for months now, for even SummerSlam. Per, personally, me, I would pitch it for uh, Survivor Series, uh, and on top of that, War Games. Oh. Because either way, either way, Mr. Roman, they do have the four-on-four main events every time at Survivor Series, so why not add a little twist to it? That'd be nice. Why not? That'd be really nice, actually. Good idea. Yeah, so you already do it anyway. The the only difference you're making is putting a cage. Yeah, that'd be really, really interesting and and, and, and something that will bring new to the table. Absolutely, I I totally like that idea. Um, Talking about battles, talking about news and new people and all that stuff, the Cruiserweight uh, tournament is about to start this week. We were just notified now that there are some alternates, which include uh, Jesse Swanson, who used to be part of of TNA, uh, Aaron Slow, who is a uh, an indie wrestler, Jesus Yurnet, who has appeared on NXT, and Mr. also 450. Mr. 450, also Kai Katana, and our good friend, Johnny Vando, better known now as Vando Artagon, or Artagon. Um, so good, good roster there. I think that we're going to have a lot of fun with this tournament. No, yeah, the, the, we're about to see, it, it, the best way I could describe this is put on your seatbelt because this is going to be a very, very fun ride. You're not good, you're, yeah, you're going to have your typical parts where you're on the ground and, and you know, it, it's going to go technical, but for the most part, you're also going to see some very, very nice spots from all these great competitors and, and expect a lot of emotion as well because you got your rich swans who've had a very, very, very hard life growing up, and then you have the uh, Brian Kendrick, who is taking this as a, you know, as a second opportunity, that he says that if he falls short, you know, in this tournament, then that's what his life is all meant to be, 
falling short. So, man, emotions in this, comedies in this, you know, high flying is in this. What better tournament can you get than this? I can't wait. I'm I'm excited for it. And with that, George, we're going to close this program. I want to thank Fred Yehi again of Evolve for coming on board of the WWN Live Network, coming on here on the program to speak to us. Soon we'll be having Crowbot, one of the members of the band, will be on the program to talk about their new music, their new band, their new album, right here on the Roman Show. And Valentina uh, also, who will be fighting on July 23rd in the UFC fight card, will be joining us as well. Valentina originally from um, uh, Russia. Uh, and but ironically enough, George, she moved to Peru. And needless to say, Valentina, who actually fought Amanda Nunes uh, uh, not too far, not too long ago, uh, but uh, lost Amanda. Actually, she speaks very. She's very fluent in Spanish and loves Peruvian food. So we're gonna have her here on the program to talk about her upcoming fight against Holy Hom, which, mind you, that fight. Will be close. Will be watched very closely because any of those two there, uh, home or um, Shevchenko Valentina, could have a possible opportunity at the title. So keep an eye on that. Valentina's just only twelve and two. She's a badass in this, the Muay Thai fighter, and in Holy Ham, well, we know about her records in boxing. And also, George, there's a commercial from Reebok. Already out there online, showing Ronda Rousey hinting at her return to fighting. You want to check that out? She takes off her dress, she takes off her fake eyelashes, and she puts on her gloves, and it's ready for battle. So that could be hinting that Ronda Rousey is just a few months away from making her return inside the octagon. And I got to tell you something, George, and you might call me crazy, because of what you saw against Amanda Nunes and Misha Tate. But if Ronda Rousey returns, and she fights as she fights, Amanda Nunes could have a hard time keeping the title. I don't doubt it. <laughs> I'm actually on your side. Yeah, it, it's going to be very, very close there. And uh, Amanda Nunes, who I, I know very well, actually, who she even told me one day that she will become champion. Obviously, she achieved that dream this weekend, but... Ronda Rousey could give her a hard run for her money. With that said, we want to thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of The Roman Show. We will catch you here next week. Again, follow us on Twitter at The Roman Show, on social media, on Facebook. That's Roman Show Media. Look us up on our website, theromanshow.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, YouTube forward slash, or dot com forward slash, our Roman 201. George? No, that's about it. Make sure that you keep on sending those emails, Dashing Ones, because yeah. next week when I'm back at 100%, I will read one email per week. And make sure to follow, call us here at the hotline, 786-942-9424. That is the hotline of the Roman Show. And uh, if you want to bash George, knock yourself out. I'll play it in the air. Gladly. Hey. Gladly. Man, disrespectful. I'm just saying, and next week we'll be back here on the the Roman Show Studio recording this stuff. So thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. We'll catch you next week right here on The Roman Show.